Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Mythos at Midnight. My name is Azriel. You can call me Az. That's with a Z, not two S's. I know what it sounds like. Just wanted to tell you that I am the voice actor and writer for this podcast. My friend JCG Torch does the music. If you want to check out more of his stuff, it's going to be linked in the description, wherever that is for you, on your app, website, whatever you're listening to this on. Just some quick heads up and some quick opportunities. Parts of this show are theories that I came up with based off of research and background knowledge of the subject. Please do not take them as fact or to heart if you disagree. They're just my ideas, and I wanted to present them in a new, exciting way for the community. Whether that be old members, new members. My goal with this is to rope more people into these communities to understand the people of the past. So... If you do like the podcast, please share it with a friend, or share it with family, do whatever. If you don't, and you know someone that would, maybe share it with them. And overall, rate it so we can get it out there and get it spread. If you want to share your own ideas, help me come up with new ideas for the next episode, or, you know, just hang out with like-minded people, there it will be a Discord linked in the description. It is kind of bare bones, as I'm just starting out, and I don't really know what to do with it. Also... I will do my best to make a consistent upload schedule, however, I cannot make any guarantees as I am still in school and, you know, that's a whole ordeal, you know how that is. And so, yeah, enjoy the show. Ah, hello there, and welcome to the Mythic Tavern. My name is Aravel, and this is my good friend Abelmund. Say, while you're here, why don't you grab a drink and join me for my show, Mythos at Midnight? I retell the myths and legends of people's past, and as a little bonus after the show, you can join Balmond in the library upstairs as he attempts to explain when and why these myths were created. Come in, come in. Welcome. So glad you decided to join me today. Today's myth is that of Ragnarok. It's a Nordic tale, and it begins with an unnamed Cirrus, known only as the Vulva. After being approached by Odin in disguise to tell him of the future, and after taking his ring and necklace as payment, she tells him first of the past, of the first gods and goddesses, the giants, and of Ymir, and eventually she tells him of the dreaded Ragnarok, the end of times and the end of gods. Now, the event that indicates that Ragnarok has begun is Fimbulwinter. It is a winter that lasts for three winters with no summers in between. During that time, the wolves Skull and Hati, who have been chasing the sun and moon since time began, will finally catch and devour their prey. And Yggdrasil, the world tree, will shake. Mountains and trees will fall. The massive wolf Fenrir will break free of Glepnir, the fetters that bind him, forged with impossible things such as the breath of a fish and the root of a mountain. The massive snake Jormungandr will rise from the ocean and sink the world in its own seas. And after freeing himself from the chains that bind him, Loki will board the ship Nagalfar and sail the sunken earth. 
growing it will be an age-old enemy of the gods, the giants. Fenrir, with his mouth and eyes ablaze, will consume both land and sky. Jormungandr spits his venom into the world, poisoning the air and the sea alike. The fire giants, led by Surtur and his flaming sword, will emerge from a split in the sky and march across the Bifrost, causing it to break behind them. As they approached Asgard, Odin will give Heimdall the order to blow the yellow horn and announce the coming of Ragnarok. Even knowing that their fate is to die, the gods will go to arms and head to Vid Vigrid, the plain where battle begins. Now, Odin and his chosen warriors, the Anhaya, will fight Fenrir, and while they will fight more valiantly than anybody ever has or ever will, it will not be enough, and Fenrir will swallow Odin whole. Full of rage, Vidar, one of Odin's many sons, will charge the beast, and using his left shoe, which has been crafted with all the leather scraps human shoemakers have ever discarded, he will hold Fenrir's mouth down and stab him in the throat. Another wolf, Garm, and the god Tyr will kill each other, whilst old foes Thor and Jormungandr will fight. During their fight, Jormungandr will cover Thor in his venom and kill him eventually. However, before that happens, Thor will hit the snake with massive blow that will knock him back in time before its own birth. Thor will then take nine paces and collapse dead on the ground. And at this time, after all the battles have been fought, and all of the gods are dead. The world will return to the void as it was before the realms were created. However, some versions of this tale, that is not the end, not all of the gods are dead, as Volley, Boulder, and Holder, along with Magni and Modi, will survive as the gods in a new world, as two humans, Leif and the Frasir, will have survived by hiding in the wood of Hodominir and repopulate the world as a new sky and new sun, both daughters of the old ones, will rise as new rules are chosen and new gods are in place. Ah, hello there. I'm assuming that Arvel's finished his show saying that you're here. My name is Palmond. I'm a scholar here at the Mythic Tavern. My job on a day-to-day -day basis is to attempt to explain why these ancient cultures made their myths and legends. So why don't you grab a seat as I try to explain the tale as infamous as Ragnarok. Now, the only mentions of Ragnarok are in two places. One is in the Icelandic poem the Völspa, which is believed to be written in the late 10th century, and the Prose Edda, written in the early 13th century by Snorri Sturluson. Now, as I'm sure Aravel has already mentioned, there are two different endings to the tale of Ragnarok. One where the Earth is reborn, and one where it is not. Now, the most likely reason for this was that the Nordic lands were in the process of being Christianized from the 8th to the 12th century, leading many scholars to believe that both Sturluson and the poem were influenced by Christianity's idea of rebirth. So now that we have an idea of which one of the two endings was the original one, we can begin to dissect why the tale of Ragnarok was created. Ragnarok, in my opinion, might have been the first of the Nordic myths to be told, as many others reference its battles and outcomes. Some research I've done shows that there were in fact humans in Northern Europe during the last Ice Age which could mean that after some time, they told their descendants about the Ice Age, and it got misunderstood into being a world-ending event that started with winter. A long, long winter, similar to Fimble Winter. And Fenrir and Garm could have been based off of the direwolves that were often found, and while there were no snakes around during the Ice Age, or at least any of large sizes, Humans have a tendency to embellish, 
and change stories over time. So now we know. Ragnarok was the first tale passed down. Not as myth at first. That's just the true story. But as it was passed down through the generations, and for hundreds of thousands of years, it was changed and embellished to fit this mythical time that nobody had ever seen before. That is how we arrived at the Ragnarok we know today. 